Welcome to the CTO Studio. I'll be your host, Nikolai Walker. Today we are joined in studio with Imad Georgi, who is a former CTO for Experian and currently runs his own consulting firm. And right now he's going to tell us what quadrant number three of his technical playbook is, which I believe is titled Deliberate People Strategy. Here we go. Number three is a deliberate people strategy. So everyone says, oh yeah, people are important to me. Uh, no one will ever say people are not important, but actually in actions and how you spend your time, you actually need a very deliberate strategy. We spend a lot of time on very specific strategy around architecture and technology and all sorts of stuff, but we don't do it with people. We leave it to HR or, oh, oh HR wants me to do succession planning. Okay, let me go do that. Um, so you actually need an engineering approach to how you're managing and leading people. And I said the number one metric is how you're growing other people. But part of it is like, what does accountability look like on your team? Like day to day, what does that mean? You know, like you called out the truth with your CEO when you were presenting. Part of it is like, hey, let's let's call stuff out. What does it mean to deliver together? And even building some metrics around how you're growing leadership on your technology team. Absolutely. Um, and even in one-on-ones, what's the point of a one-on-one? Well, just like, what's the point of a stand-up? So, so by deliberate, you mean um, we are actively helping our teams de- design their careers? Design their careers, design their roles, design how they fit into the context of the vision, you know, um, that they have a role to play, that they have a, relevant, a relevance to the team. Um, I think that's really big. Um, uh, even take something as tactical as performance reviews. People struggle with performance reviews at the end of the year, right? Oh, I've got you know twenty performance reviews to do, or I've got ten performance reviews to do. But if in my one-on-ones every week, I'm taking notes about what that person is um, doing well, what they're not doing well, what they're improving, I'm citing specific examples and situations. Now my performance review is really easy because I've had the conversation every week for a year. Um, and it becomes no problem. And oh, by the way, to the person that's getting the review, there are no surprises because we've been talking about this all year, right? So I'm just giving you a tactical example of that, but that's about time investment. That's about being deliberate about your one-on-ones. That's about being deliberate about your reviews and, and being very clear with the team and saying, look, as a leader, I believe you are going to get no surprises in your career here. And I'm going to do everything in my power to do that. Does this quadrant include uh, hiring people? Absolutely. So I get heavily involved with hiring, recruiting, and retention um, as well on teams. And how do we know we're bringing in the right people? How do we know we need people, first of all? Nobody really considers that one. Um, and then, you know, what am I doing to onboard them, to retain them? What do you think is the reason uh, technical leaders are reluctant to hire people when clearly the business needs more people? Why are they reluctant to hire? Um, I've seen both. I've seen technology leaders reluctant. I've seen technology leaders pushing for it. Right? I, can't, I wish I could do all these things for you, but I need 20 more people. Um, I think growing and scaling is, is important. Um, you know, you were asking um, why are people reluctant. I think that in the cases that I've seen where technology leaders are reluctant, it's because, oh, well, I, I can do this myself. Right. And it's, you know, no, we, we, we got this, you know, we're, we're going to do this, you know, and um, it, it's almost like some people interpret it as admitting failure. Right. Like, oh, I, I couldn't get it done with the people that I have. Mm-hmm.
and that's where that's where I think this we spoke about this earlier is the CTO is the person who needs to create that space like there are gaps here guys let's fill this with people let's bring in people the flaw often and, and th- th- this maybe goes a little bit of a contrarian view but I think sometimes as 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 CTOs we we want to first understand the technology before we consider bringing it in and and the contrary to that is because we don't fully understand it we don't think it's necessary to to build that as part of our durable architecture the same goes for people which is because i can't imagine adding someone to my team because that is admitting failure i think i have to figure these things out myself and because i can't figure it out myself i need to rather just spend the time to familiarize myself with these technologies when really you should be saying hallelujah i have no idea how this is done i'm not saying you plead ignorance and say well you know i i i can't know anything i think you should always like you said always have your feet firmly planted in tech there's no reason why you can't fire up a quick terraform script and see if you can auto scale a few instances with your fingers in a vim session but 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 there's the mindset of well i shouldn't be doing that and therefore i can't consider terraform and therefore i don't really need it devops people and because i don't have an appreciation for how complex it's all getting and and i'm talking brutally early startups obviously i think ctos of larger enterprises know this already you can't possibly carry everything in your head but i do think that i see it more often than not where where the startup ctos are reluctant to hire people and they should be Yes, I've seen that. And there are two interesting insights I've noticed off that as well, just to springboard off what you just said. So one is that um, there's a really interesting um, side effect with technology teams, technology leaders. And this is one example. So when we kind of just take it on our shoulders and do it, or, hey, there's a software release, but we had to stay up two nights to do it. You know what the business is thinking? They're thinking, oh, they got it done. I don't understand why they need more people. I mean, ultimately, the release happened, right? But because as technologists, we're not communicating the pain. We're just, we focus on getting it done. We train our business counterparts into a comfort zone that, ah, they're getting, I don't understand why he needs five people. Like, what are you talking about? Like, the release was fine last time. But yeah, it was fine, but our whole team stayed up for two nights. That's not sustainable. But we don't say that, we just kind of get the job done. And so part of it is also you got to express the pain of like, this is what's going on and it's not sustainable. As opposed to hiding, hiding that, not surfacing that. That's right. And I've also seen that even just one hire dramatically changes the team to the point where, you know, weeks into it, you're thinking, how did I survive without this person? <laughs> right. So, um, do you think it's because it relies, it it requires a level of uh, vulnerability that people struggle to surface? hundred percent. In our industry, uh, where we do love the ones and zeros and the and the predictability of code, uh, 
it's, it's difficult to work with the soft, chewy, mushy brain cells of human beings. We're, uh, we have a very high tolerance for pain in technology. Thanks again for joining me here in the CTO studio. And thank you to our guest, Imad Georgie, who broke down for us technical playbook number three, deliberate people strategy. If you would, please head over to 7CTOs.com. You can look him up there and say hello. As always, we invite you to subscribe to the podcast, which is available in iTunes. And as always, we will see you next time.